Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome. 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 Than you did before. I'm here. He's here, everyone, with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. I'm so happy you're back on the podcast. Oh, because I missed one episode? You missed one episode, and to be fair, you fell asleep during the other episode. I'm back. I just want you to picture me speaking. Oh my gosh, I feel so inspired. Oh my gosh, these words are going to touch hearts. Oh my gosh, is my husband just, does he know he's in the presence of flow and and pure love? And I look over and he is legitimately asleep. I I can't even remember which podcast this is. This is a true story a couple weeks ago. He is like legit asleep. It is my favorite story to tell people when they're like, oh, is your husband just so excited? Oh, your husband, he just loves you. And I'm like, yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you guys, welcome to episode 139. I am calling this When It Hurts to Hope, Making Plans in an Uncertain World. And I'm just so freaking excited to share this message with you. It's been on my heart and it's just something I want to share. And I know it's going to help you feel really, really good. Give you a little oomph, a little up hip in your step. I just felt like I should do... I should do this, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to sing the song that now so many people have told me has helped them, that they sing to their kids, that they sing to themselves. It was just, I sang it on my Instagram stories one time, and people were like, oh my gosh, I need that. And then I did a, an Instagram reels of it, and it it's like one of my most popular pieces of content I've ever created. And I just felt like we could start this podcast episode with a song. Are you ready, Eric? Do you know what song I'm going to sing? I have no idea. You are doing a really good job, a really good job, a really good job. Yes, you are doing a really good job, even if you're just laying in your bed watching television. (laughs) (laughs) I just think everybody needs to know they're doing a really good job. Even if you're laying in your bed while watching television, I love television. You know I do. You do a great job every night. Thank you. I do a great job every (laughs) night. dork oh so here's the thing everyone sometimes it hurts to keep hoping and maybe you're in that place right now and maybe you're not maybe you're feeling good and if you're feeling good I think you're still gonna love this episode but I've been thinking about this idea of when it just kind of hurts to keep up the faith when it's too difficult to think of going on when no matter how many times you sing hold on for one more day it just feels really really hard and no matter what any sort of pump up or any sort of oh good things are coming anybody says you're like I don't care if good things are coming I can't get through this moment and I was also thinking I've been hearing a lot of people and I want to hear what you think about this Eric but I've been hearing a lot of people talk about how it's really hard to even know what to make goals for anymore it's hard to know what to plan for anymore what to look forward to and I think there's just like a lot of kind of lost vision and hope and so that's why I I really like that idea of when it hurts to hope where it's like it's such an uncertain world I can't make plans 
I don't I don't know if things are going to get shut down. I don't know if my job's going to be there. I don't know if we're going to have income. This person's ill. I don't know if they're going to get more ill. Or I don't know. Have you sensed that at all? Or do you feel that? What I'm noticing from what you said is all the the goals that people feel like they can't make. They seem to they seem to be external or something that they can't control. It's it's if if the economy is good, then I can make this goal. If yes. I can travel. Whereas the true goals that make us really happy is this year, I'm going to work on patience. This year, I'm going to work on resilience. Yes. And those, are, those are internal and it doesn't matter actually what the outside world is doing. Those are goals that will truly make you happy and don't rely on external circumstance. Okay, so you did two things with that beautiful commentary. And the first thing you did is set out what we're going to talk about, like how to make plans or goals or intentions in the uncertain world, and they're going to be internal. And I have three concrete ideas for that. And then the second thing that you reminded me to do is tell everybody to buy my Year of Awesome calendar. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> because exactly what you just said, that is what my Year of Awesome calendar does is every month there's a new focus like resilience or courage or compassion. And then there's just little internal challenges, all internal, just like you're saying. I freaking love the calendar. And I go back every year. I've had it for several years now. And every year the challenges mean something different, spark different ideas in me. And we changed one of the attributes this year for 2021. And you can get that. We'll put a link in the episode description description, we added perspective. And that is my first concrete idea for when it hurts to hope making plans in an uncertain world is we need to take a look at our perspective or our vision. This is also like a big deal. Two days ago on December 1st, I turned in the manuscript of my book. So I turned it. I don't know why I just started crying because that's like the first time I've actually really let myself like really feel it, I think. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you know that I have wanted to write a book my whole life. And I got a book deal this year with Harper One. They're an awesome division of Harper Collins. Absolute dream. I love my editor. I love the publisher. And my first draft of my book was due. My absolute top goal for the book was this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm that I had joy during the process. Because just like you said, Eric, external goals are external. I know that it feels like the world is extra uncertain right now, but the good news is it was always this uncertain. The good news is you never had any more certainty than this. You really never did. You thought you did. It's the illusion of control. The good news is, is now we're actually seeing... We don't control the outside world in our minds. What do we control? Nothing really. But what can we <laughs> what can we observe our minds? What can we do? We can tune in rather than constantly tuning out. And a key a key to doing it, that is the vision and perspective. And so this idea of vision, without vision there is no hope. Without vision, without broadening our perspective, and that's why I added it to the calendar this year, not only because of this concept, but also because with understanding comes compassion and love. And when we can shift, when we can open and broaden our perspective and our vision, we have more understanding and more compassion. When we get stuck in the idea that we control the outside world from inside our head, 
We get very attached to our preferences. We get very attached to, in order for me to be happy, this must happen. In order for me to like someone, they must behave this way. In order for it to be love, these things are required. These things must happen, right? Those are all of our preferences. And when we tap into surrender, vision, perspective, what is it that I'm not seeing? How could I see this differently? What can I have a hope for? Our, our compassion just opens up. And not just compassion for other people, but compassion for ourselves. And so this idea of perspective and vision, I want you to think, how can I bring more vision into my life so that I can have, a, it won't be quite as painful to have hope for the future. And I think that vision, even though it's interesting, it, it feels like a very external concept, is actually a very internal concept. How so? Because you think vision, like I, I'm looking at horizons, I'm looking at vistas, I'm looking beyond me. But when you think about it, our vision is colored by whatever lenses we're looking out towards. So like you said, making those internal goals of resilience or compassion or gratitude, they they change your vision because they change the lens that you're looking out at the world. Mm -hmm. That's so true. So just kind of a fun concept. Another way to create some more vision or perspective, this is a really awesome exercise, is to clear your table. So usually when we're coming at our lives, we're coming at what do we want? Here's the things that are going to make us happy. Here's the problems I need to solve. Whatever it is you're doing in your life right now, looking to 2021, you're like, okay, here's everything that's sitting on the table and I have to choose from that and arrange it. What this does is it really greatly limits your vision. It limits your capacity to come at things from a new angle. It limits your, your abundance mentality and puts you in a mentality of lack because you feel really limited by everything that's on the table and you have to just work with what's on the table. So what I mean by clearing your table is just literally let yourself dream. Let yourself, before you ruin and wreck your own dreams and sneeze all over you, your newborn <laughs> baby ideas... Let yourself just dream from a place of a clear table. I do this on a daily basis. How do I do this on a daily basis? I don't wake up and grab my phone. I don't wake up and grab my emails anymore. I don't wake, I don't wake up and grab my text messages because that, that puts things on my table. How I clear my table is usually one of the first things I do, especially when I get to my office. I have a pillow in the corner of my office. I sit on it and I meditate and I clear my table. I go inward. Does that make sense? Totally. Yep. Do you like that? I do. You feel good? Yep. Is this helpful? Am I doing a good job? You're doing such a good Affirm job. Affirm me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that was our first takeaway for, for how to move forward with an uncertain future and have hope even when it hurts. The second concrete idea is to focus on the process. And I alluded to that when um, I talked about my book. I made my goal the process. So my goal, the only goal I had was I'm going to enjoy writing this book. And I am so freaking proud to report that that's exactly what happened. I tapped into flow. I tapped into ease. I tapped into power and sources beyond myself and allowed them to work through me. I think one of the coolest things you did was you tapped into the present moment. Yeah. Because when you, you know, sometimes you'd slip and come home and, uh, and you'd worry about the future. Mm -hmm. and try to control the future, but you were so present during this writing process. Thank you. And the only when the only place I would allow myself to write from was from the place of 
I'm not trying to defend myself. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to teach anybody anything. I'm not trying to show how smart I am. I'm not going to worry about people ripping me down. I'm not going to worry about any of that. All I'm going to do is focus on my heart reaching out to another heart. The one person. What is the conversation from the present moment that I would have from heart to heart and not from that place of defensiveness? And I think that that is also another great way to bring more vision. Because when I go into that place of defensiveness, it's that place of lack of I'm not going to be good enough. My ideas are going to be stupid. Oh my gosh, everybody's going to think I'm crazy. I'm going to, oh, I'm probably naive. I, I probably said something stupid here, right? People are going to take it this way. So I have to explain myself. People are, that is not, that is not how you find peace. That is not how you find joy in the process. That is not how you bring your light and your purpose and your true expansive self to the world. That is how you keep yourself small. That is how you keep yourself scared. And right now, we need big, bright, shiny, hopeful people. We also need you scared and small and full of shame, feeling like you can't do it. Because guess what? We need you however you are, (laughs) okay? However you are is exactly how you need to be right now. But I am saying if you're going to make any goal, I think goals are super overrated now. That is my stance on goals. But if you're going to make any goal, why not make the goal to feel your power, to feel your awesome, to live in flow? And you know how that happens? By not focusing on the results, but by focusing on the process. The process is internal. Which is process is also the moment. The process is the present moment. It's always this moment. Which, just like all that control and certainty we thought we had in the world, that, that future moment, it's all an illusion. We never had it. It's almost been exactly three years since I woke up, went for a run, one of my gratitude runs, and a car took the corner too quickly and hit me. I was so, I was going on that run because I was so stressed about my three o'clock meeting. I never had that three o'clock meeting. (laughs) And so often when I'm stressed about a keynote or a book deadline or this or that or anything, I go, well, you don't have it. (laughs) So why are you so worried about it? You don't have it. And that's not to say that you don't have hope and vision for future joy, right? Like, and it is, it's a tricky balance. But the hope and the vision to me is not for the future joy. It's that I can work to become the person who feels joy regardless of what's going on. That's the intention for me. Because if I don't, I miss my beautiful life. I miss it. There's no such thing as future joy. No. That's exact. Joy demands presence. It does. C.S. Lewis has a, I think it's called The Surprise of Surprised by Joy. It's a book, and he talks about if you've ever experienced joy in your life, you realize the second you try to like capture it and hold on to it, it's gone. It's fleeting because now you're living in the past. You're trying to capture that joy. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what we usually do is we go, here's all of the circumstances that made me feel this good. Now I must, like a dragon guarding a cave. Mm hmm keep everything this exact same way so that I only feel this joy. That sounds miserable. It is miserable, but that is literally how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. And that is why we're drained. And that is why we're sad. (laughs) Many, many reasons why. You can be sad and have joy. Absolutely. But the drain, the exhaustion, the it hurts too much to hope comes from not allowing ourselves 
to be in the present moment. Right. So the first takeaway for what to do when it really just hurts to hope or making plans in an uncertain world, our first takeaway is what can you do to get that vision back? What can you do to get that perspective? And I gave you that clearing the table exercise. And then the second the second takeaway, the second idea for us was focusing on the process. Okay, so not beating yourself up in the process, but noticing how you feel in the process of doing different things and allowing yourself to do more things where you enjoy the process. I enjoy the podcast so much. I love recording it. I love thinking about it. I just, I love it. I don't have to edit it. Eric has to do it. I freaking love the podcast. And because I find so much joy in the process of the podcast, I thought, how can I make more of my business similar to the podcast? And I have keynote speaking, my awesome on-demand coaching group, which is just phenomenal. You should join it. Like, and writing I love writing. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. I was so happy. It was so hard. It was so hard. But the writing wasn't hard. The getting myself to a place where I could show up and not be full of fear, that was very difficult. It required me to become a new person, to live in the present moment and to become a new person. But you want to know who the person it required me to be is? It's the person I've always dreamed of being. And I I just can't even wait for for what what crazy other person I'm going to need to become to do more of what I dream. But I'm just going to enjoy the process. I don't need to be that person to feel good. I don't need to be that person to feel joy. And so the third takeaway is that there's joy left to be had. And that is something that your mom said to me, Eric. Eric's mom went through a really hard, dark time. Some hard things happened. She sunk into a depression. And I was talking to her about it recently. And I said, Debbie, what got you out? Because it was it was a while. It was a year or two. Yeah. And I said, Debbie, what got you out? I was in a really low place. This was like six or seven months ago. And she said, you know, I just got the the message. I just got the inspiration one day. There's still joy left to be had. And it just, freaking Debbie, it just hit me so deep. And so here's a beautiful exercise I want you to do. If it's not too painful and when you feel safe, go back to you in one of your lowest points in your life, just a dark, low time, and sit next to that overwhelmed, sad, anxious person, who, however they feel, without judgment, without shame, accept that person, love them, put your arm around them, and whisper in their ear, <laughs> all of the joy that they don't know about that's coming up. I did this in my book because it was rough. Writing my book was rough because I went back to all of my lowest, darkest places and allowed myself to feel things I've never allowed myself to feel. And at the end of the book, I did this. And I said, if I could go to the girl and hitting her head against the wall, the girl who thinks that the only way out is just ending your life. If I could go back to that girl and tell her the joy that's left to be had in her life, she would be so blown away. And also, what I want to tell that girl, she doesn't have to do anything. She doesn't have to earn anything. She doesn't have to achieve. She doesn't have to change. She doesn't have to be different. She can feel it just as she is. She's fine just as she is. She's good just as she is. She's awesome just as she is. All she's got to do is just work on allowing herself to feel it. And where do you feel joy? In the present moment. That's it. 
That's it. So this exercise of there's still joy left to be had. I found the best Shonda Rhimes quote. It is everything I believe. Shonda, freaking Shonda's a genius. There is no list of rules. There is one rule. The rule is this. There are no rules. (laughs) Happiness comes from living as you need to, as you want to, as your inner voice tells you to. Happiness comes from being who you actually are instead of who you think you're supposed to be. Be your own narrator and go for a happy ending. One foot in front of the other. You will make it. Thank you, Shonda. Yes. Yes. Listen to that. Happiness comes from being who you actually are. You are actually a whole person. You are a person who shames themselves and gets down and says crappy things and makes mistakes. And you are a big, expansive, light-filled, joy-filled creator. You get to be both. And if you only allow yourself to be one or the other or some better, thinner, richer, uh, more successful future version of yourself, you will miss out on a beautiful life. There's a beautiful life waiting for you. It's not waiting for you. It's right here. It's just asking you to feel it. I love you so much. I'm so grateful you're here. I love my husband so much. I love our crazy dog so much. I love my kids so much. I'm so grateful I get to live my beautiful life. I'm so grateful to have a podcast where I get to say things and people care. People can't. What? What is this magic? What is this magic? Thank you for being here. You are doing a really good job. You're doing so good. Take what you need leave the rest. Take what you need, leave the rest, and let yourself rest. Cut yourself some slack. We love you. We need you. This world, me and Eric, we're so grateful for you. Eric, did we get any new reviews? We got a lot of amazing ones. This is the worst part of the podcast is me trying to choose one of these because I wish I could just choose all of them. But also the best part because thank you guys so much I we went back and there were no new reviews a while ago and I told you guys and now we're getting more and it's so so appreciated. Yeah. And when so, you share the podcast, when you leave reviews, it means so much. So thank you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. This is from Reading with Food. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great name. Uh, they say I'm trying not to cry as I write this review. It's hard to express how grateful I am to Allison and Eric for the work they do in this podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts and love most of them, but this is the one I can turn on when I'm the most vulnerable. This is the one I trust when I'm unsure of consuming other content. Too late. Now I'm crying. (laughs) I'm crying too. Thank you, Allison and Eric. I know the product of creation is a gift to others. Thanks for this podcast. And I want you to know that I appreciate your gift. Thank you for helping me feel seen and for being honest and vulnerable. It helps me give myself permission to do the same. Might be like a little bit of an emotional wreck after turning in the book. And then I did a keynote last night. And then that was just like a really nice review. (laughs) That's my ultimate. My ultimate is speak to the one at their breaking point. And that was on a post-it note as I was writing is speak to the one at their breaking point. There's so many people to speak to and there's so many messages to say and there's so many different things I could talk about. My book is so long, we have to edit down so much. (laughs) But this concept of you being able to, at your most vulnerable breaking point, be able to come to this podcast really, really means a lot to me. So reading with food, one, 
I really endorse reading with food. And two, thank you so much for that really beautiful review that meant so much. Um, we are going to send you some good crap. So shoot me an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. And yes, that's Allison with one L. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the awesome empire. You're an integral part of it. I mean, it wouldn't be any fun well, I have, I do have fun doing it, but it's way more fun with you here. Um, you matter. So I want to remind you that only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, you've got good tunes. Oh, 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 oh. Can I just say one more time? Yeah. Seriously, guys, my calendar will change your life. It's true. And it's, it's I ordered a mind. lot, and we've sold a lot, but I would also like if you bought one. <laughs> So if you like the podcast, if it's meant something to you, um, you notice we hardly ever do ads. This is the way to support the podcast is by buying the calendar. So thank you for doing that. It's a really great gift. It's going to get there in time for Christmas. They're, they're going to ship on time. You can find those at partywithallison.com or we'll link to them in the show notes. Okay, now you can do a song. Why don't I just do the song I just finished? <gasps> do you feel it's so beautiful? So, yeah. Do you want to share it? Like sure, you yeah. can? Yeah, totally. It doesn't have oh a name. Oh my gosh, it's I don't know. Gorgeous. It doesn't have a name, but I, I'm doing a film score right now and uh, this is a piece that I finished. I'm like, going to call it when it hopes to when it when it hurts to hope. When it hurts to hope. Yeah. Uh, someday it'll be in the library, but for now it's just going to sit here until the, until the film comes out. So You guys are lucky. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 